I'd like to welcome you to the Unitarian Church of Staten Island's second Odyssey program for this year. An Odyssey is where we gather around a church elder in our community to hear their story and to honor their life. We come to ask questions about their life in the church and any and seek their wisdom as we take one step forward. So with that, it is an honor and a privilege to introduce Ruth Leeson, who has been a member of the Unitarian Church of Staten Island for over 55 years, one who has served as an economist, as a kindergarten teacher, and has played many roles in our church community. It is with that said, please give a warm welcome to Ruth Leeson. Uh, on July 29, 1918, I arrived. I arrived at Staten Island Hospital with on Castleton Avenue, and I had my tonsils taken out there of them there. My three children were born in the exact same hospital, in the old wing. My oldest boy, who would have been going on 62, and who died at 16, and his picture is over there, and my youngest, Randy, and John, were all born in the hospital, and all came to the Unitarian Church School. From the time Randy was two, Eric was five, and little John was eight. Uh, my mother was quite old for that generation, she was 37, and uh, my father was 50. My father was 48 when he married for the first time, and 50 when I was born. He came to America in 1882. He was 16 years old. He was an atheist. He was someone that did not want to be killed in a program because he lived in a little ghetto in the Ukraine and he could not accept his family, the Orthodox Judaism. So he arrived here at 16 and put a pack on his back, and he was a peddler. And as a peddler, he started off with dry goods, but he ended up by selling everything but automobiles and iceboxes. What was my first memory? It was when I was three years old, with my third birthday. And my mother had a party in the dining room. But prior to that, I forgot to mention that my mother and father lived on the corner of Post and Heberton. That's in Port Richmond. They lived in a big apartment over a butcher's store. The store was owned by a Mr. Hooker. And he was Englishman, and he was a bachelor. And he sort of welcomed me. But when my sister arrived 15 months later, he got nervous. He visualized that the elderly man was going to have a kid every other year. And he asked for the apartment. Now, this was in 1919, going on 1920. I was two, and my sister was not quite a year. And we moved not very far away. And if you know Staten Island, you'll know Decker Avenue in Port Richmond. And I was... He bought a little house on Upper Lexington. It was one block long. It was a dead end, and there was a big meadow 
and brook and pond. And I learned how to skate on that pond when I was five, height skate. And my sister and I were born into a very permissive family. My father was my nearest and dearest friend. We talked about everything from the time I was five. Even trial marriages were brought up when I was ten. My father told me and spoke about everything. My father was a Norman Thomas socialist. Very liberal and found out later in my life when I heard about certain Unitarian ministers that those people that were on the radio that my father was listening to were Unitarians from All Souls Church and from the uh, community church. Uh, what did we do when we were very young? Well, we were two tomboys. And my sister was a great athlete. I wasn't particularly good about it, but we played baseball and tennis, and we made fires in the meadows and roasted Mickeys and caused trouble in the neighborhood, climbed up peach trees, went roller skating on one cranky old lady's sidewalk. She called the cops first to my father in his broken Russian-Jewish accent, told those cops off for coming to such a nonsense. When I was eight, my sister, who was a very mischievous child, I was rather dour. If you take a look at those pictures, I wasn't smiling. <laughs> anyway, my sister informed my father and me that we should go to school, PS 19, in West Brighton. That we should get knickers. I'm going to jump back. I forgot to tell you why three years of age was important. I had a birthday, and I remember somebody bringing a hammock to me for my birthday, and I was excited. The only thing was, we didn't have any trees in our backyard. <laughs> However, my father got a maple tree and planted it, but it never grew tall enough and had strong enough branches for me to put up that hammock, and I don't know what happened to the hammock, but I do know that two of the Irish girls from next door came over with their ukulele and taught me the Charleston. And I still know the Charleston. That was my third. When I was four, two local girls decided there was somewhat, it was made of wicker, but it was a stroller-like thing, and my mother had it. And they said, jump in, Ruthie. I was always called Ruthie. Jump in, Ruthie. We're going away. And we were away for two hours. They had a wonderful time. I had a wonderful time. I remember it as if it was yesterday. And they got into a lot of trouble with their parents and my mother. When I was five, I went to 19. I remember my kindergarten teacher as if it was yesterday. Her name was Miss Haydock. And I know that she was at least 100. <laughs> Positive of it. Poor lady. When I was an adult with three kids, she died. So you can imagine that she must have been comparatively young. But I'll give you an idea of the personality I had. When we were going to celebrate Thanksgiving, and we were going to make butter, you know, I bet Alice knows all about making butter. You'd get heavy cream, and we'd shake it, and we'd do it, and we'd make butter. We were going to have a little play on that in our classroom. Grandma and Grandpa guess what? I was grandma. I think I must have been more like a grandma. Very dour. Pilly kid. If you take a look at those pictures and you'll see I said to Randy, couldn't find one that 
made me look a little better. But anyway, I was a pill. And, uh, but very serious. But as I say, I was a tomboy. And I have a confession to make. At 10, the boys of my generation smoked. And guess why? I started at 10. I don't mean once in a while. I always smoked. And my father smoked. Nobody, we were allowed to do everything we wanted to do. When we walked into public school 19 with our knickers and my sister with a baseball cap in the back of her head, the principal, Mrs. Capoletti, called my mother and said, Mrs. Richmond, I'm surprised at you. You get over here and get those two brats of yours home and put them in dresses. We were always in trouble. Helen was most of the time giggling and silly but bright, and we were very opinionated. My father talked to us about everything political, about he was a teetotaler, but he thought that prohibition was absolutely insane. So we mouthed all of his very liberal thoughts. And we were, by the time we were 10, we were, said, they're a bunch of atheists, and they're also communists. We smiled, we just enjoyed every bit of it. When we, and oh, and religiously, nobody in the family were practicing Jews. They just, I found out later, went to the Ethical Culture Society, except my grandfather. And he was a darling little man, and he used to come over and partake of my mother's food, which was definitely non-kosher. So he was pretty flexible, uh, even though he did, was a Jew, and his home was a co home with kosher. And we went to my grandma's for a Passover every year. And when grandma died, the two little maiden aunties had Passover. And then when they died, I took over. The Unitarian Church took over for me, and I took over for my own half. And this year, jumping ahead, over eight, enough, eight years, Randy made chicken soup and matzo balls. I had just had my surgery. We had roast chicken, but we did have a stuffing made of bread. We ignored that. And we had a Passover, just the two of us. Nothing to do with religion. But it's the only thing that was really traditional in my house, with Passover. And I still managed. I couldn't get to the church this year. Okay, what happened? I was encouraged by my father to visit any church I'd like to visit. And there was a very Catholic little family next door. So I went to Catholic church every Saturday where Blanche insisted on confessing her sins from the time she'd had First Communion. But I wasn't too interested until I was about 11. My sister and I decided we were going to find out what this Judaism was all about. And we went to the local conservative synagogue. It was really a very rough time for that synagogue because every bit of the information we were receiving from those ninth Sunday school teachers, we challenged. By the time I was 12 or 13, we decided we didn't accept any of it, and we went away, told our rabbi, we love you all, you're wonderful people, but it's not for us. And he said, you, you know, you're conservative, no, you're orthodox religion is not for us. And I, he said, we're not orthodox, we're conservative. And then I went on my merry way. Went to Portsmouth High School, goofed off a bit. Went to Wisconsin University because I had a very nice French teacher. 
with the world's worst linguist, Randy can get up here and tell you, Randy the linguist, that his mother can't learn a foreign language if she stood on her head. And when she thinks she remembers the words, he shudders. I went to Portage in high school with a brilliant student except for foreign languages, and my French teacher mentioned Wisconsin University, and I had my first crush. His name was George Michaud. Up until quite recently, he was still alive. He died at 100 at Port Richmond High School. I graduated in 1936 and went off by train to Madison, Wisconsin. Being the procrastinator that I was, and still am in many ways, I uh, didn't get around to applying to the dorms. So when I got there, I went around, you know, looking for a room, and I looked at my Semitic face. It was 1936, and they, one of them said to me, this house is only for Gentiles. I said, really? So they put me in, I went to the dormitory, you know, telling them I was having problems, and they put me in with an Orthodox Jewish family. Here I was, pretty tough, all made up, smoking. And I wasn't like them at all, and they made my life a misery. Found out later that the woman that was so angry, a Christian, not a Christian, her name was Christensen, and she got so angry about the anti-Semitism in Madison, Wisconsin, that she said, only Jewish girls allowed here. She was a Unitarian, and she was very annoyed about it. It was a fairly Scandinavian and German population there. And I ran into a few occasions <laughs> of anti-Semitism, and I called my mother 